Friday, you sexy Green Bay Packer cheering badass mofos. How we doing? Woo! ARD joined me. We have a good talk, man. What a great guy. We could talk about just about damn near anything. And tonight, we went down the golf hole. Shit, man. You should have heard what we recorded after the show was done. <laughs> Bonus episode. iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Get it. I'm going to show you how great I am. Yeah, buddy, are you ready for another show? It's Thursday night with the ARD and me back at it. How we doing, kid? Oh, we're living the dream. <laughs> just working, trying to avoid the news, and just living. That's just how living. you got to do it. That's how you got to do it. Tune how are you out. doing? Tune out, man. Tune that shit out. Stay positive. Oh, boy. We had a, uh, I don't know, pretty good week in Packer uh, Nation here, right? We had the, yeah. the match. We the saw match. the we saw the greatness on a different platform. That was fucking fantastic. I loved watching it. The the two goats, the two best number twelves to ever play the sport. Hell yeah! We got the Packers off season to talk about. I mean, not a whole lot, but there's some things to dig in there. Hey man, Johnny Depp won his case. He won his case, <laughs> and he did have, but he did have to pay out two mil two million. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I think his lawyer will probably give him a refund on his uh. I get, I get one. that though. I get yeah. that. The lawyer went a little far with that one. Yeah, he sure did. He sure did. Be accountable on that one. But anyway, hey, uh, before we got to get going though, uh, you know, just an, an hour or so ago, a couple hours ago, I found out that uh, one of the great Packer Twitter uh, names has recently passed. I mean, it's a, it's weird how just recently with all the deaths in in the news, you know, that's why you got to kind of turn it off. But uh, you know, whether it's a mass shooting or, you know, Ray Liotta died and Melk or Marion Butler yeah, or Marion Barber. Barber. Gopher, great. Oh, unbelievable gopher uh, has passed away, you know, and, uh, and and all these things kind of hit different. And then I uh, found out today that uh, Neil Stephen Margerson, a.k.a. Nebels, on Twitter has uh, has passed away yesterday, and everybody on Packers Twitter tonight is uh, all being very supportive, and there will be a link in the show notes for the um, link to help donate for the cost for the Neebles. Uh Everybody out there that's listening, if you're on Twitter, you know who he is, and if you're not on Twitter, um, anyway, he is one of the staples of Packers Twitter. He was a lot of fun to watch getting debates and uh, he was always on my timeline and uh, I just enjoyed him in the Twitter feed and uh, that one hit a little differently. So uh, rest in peace to Nebels and uh, man, it's just weird how life is, man. Uh, yeah, that one was, that one's a hard one just cause so many people know on Packers Twitter, like it, it, there's like Packers Twitter and then, more inner than that and i don't think it's like it's not an elitist thing it just so happens that there's like a this like smaller group of packers twitter that is still a large group mm -hmm. but feels more like family mm -hmm. and i feel like nebels was a part of that at least on my end he was a part yeah. of the the ard family yeah. and it was oh and it's just you know it's out of nowhere you don't mm -hmm. really just expect something like that um because i remember he actually was able to make it to last year's twitter tailgate mm -hmm. um with his son and so i got to meet nebels in person which i think he's exactly as nice as you think he would be it's the <laughs> nicest guy in the world and he's got his kid with him and his kid was just kind of afraid to like 
talk to anyone. We're all just rambunctious, <laughs> drinking adult idiots, yeah. having the time of our lives. Um, but it just, it was so cool to see him with his kid. Mm-hmm. And just like, that's how I got to meet him. Like as like father Nebels. And he's yeah. just like this, you just know that kid is bound to be just a fantastic human being, just like his dad. Um, so I'm thinking about him too. And yeah, that one's a hard one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's so much love that was on the timeline tonight from, uh, like you said, people that were at the Twitter tailgate and uh, the the people that have known him and interacted with him. I, I love the way he put people in their place. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he was great at that. Uh, he did but, it with grace almost. Yeah. But honestly, the the funniest, uh, and this was the last one that I had seen from him. It was after the Packers were announced to go to London, and the in the banner that has <laughs> London, but it has L O N, and then the G for Packers, and then in the in the, in the second <laughs> line they got the British flag, and it says done, <laughs> and 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 he says, not sure about the new London gear. All I see is long dong, and I mean, it's, <laughs> I was dying laughing because that's exactly what you. <laughs> yeah, that flag, but uh geez, just all right, all right, Peter Nebels. Uh we got some other things to talk about here, buddy. Always. One of the things I learned uh recently is that there's some Bears fans out there that think their wide receivers are some of the best not only in the NFC North, but in the NFC. And um one of the people had mentioned that I was uh bookmarking in my uh, soon-to-be receipts section of this show was a, a fellow that had mentioned, hey, you know, Aaron Rodgers will be thrown to a, a bunch of Division three wide receivers. <laughs> and then I took a look, and I said, hey, let's take a peek at who the Bears got for their wide receivers. I just – I literally just Googled it because I didn't know who they got for their wide receivers because they're so good. <laughs> that I just forgot about all of them except for one. I could have, if you asked me today, who are the Bears wide receivers? I could have answered with one guy or two guys. I could have answered with two guys and it is Darnell Mooney. Mm -hmm. And then their current number four wide receiver, Equinamia St. Brown. (laughs) Um, Darnell Mooney, yeah, he's good. I'll give you that. Yeah, he is. Byron Pringle. Don't know. Don't fucking know. <laughs> Kansas City guy. I mean, he was he was caught in the mix of all those other players. We don't know what Brian Pingle yeah, is. Yeah, we, we don't do, know. If we do he know he's be, 28 years old right now, so he's not a We young do buck. know the, the guy's names that he couldn't beat Yeah. Um, to get yeah. into a starting position. And, yeah, I know, like, not a lot of people can beat out Tyreek Hill for a starting position, but I don't remember the Chiefs swimming in all pros. Mm-hmm. Um. And then their third is Vellis Jones Jr. Also, I have no idea. I don't even know if I said his name right. I apologize if you're listening to this. Vellis, Felis, whatever your name is. Uh, Daz Newsom, Tajay Sharp, David Moore, Dante Pettis. Yeah. um, I hate to break it to Bears fans, but that's not even the second best set of wide receivers in the (laughs) NFC North. The Lions got better. The Vikings got better wide receivers than you. Oh, yeah. The Lions yeah. might have better wide receivers than you if yeah. Amon Ra stays on the path that he looking like he was on. Mm-hmm. You might have the worst wide receivers in yeah. the division. 
And I'm not even going to sit here and lie to anyone and say the Packers have the best wide receivers in the division because we don't. It's the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, for sure. And it's really not that hard to see that with mm-hmm. Devontae Adams gone. But we've got the best passing game. Yeah. So congrats on you thinking you Darnell Mooney is like eons better than Sammy Watkins along with all those other guys being eons better than Christian Watson who looks like he's going to be awesome. Uh, Alan Lazard, who, while not being an all pro is pretty reliable when he's healthy, makes a lot of big third down plays. Uh, I mean, here's the thing about Lazard, uh, Zach Cruz, God bless Zach Cruz. He put it out on Twitter on May 23rd, a great recap on Alan Lazard over the last three years, 9.1 yards per target, 68.4 catch percentage. 14 touchdowns on 158 targets. Remember, Devontae Adams had 158 targets last year. That's the amount of targets he had in three seasons. 1.47 yards per route run, 14 contested catches on 27 attempts, 128 passer rating when targeted. That's the big number to pay attention to is (sighs) when targeted, 128 passer rating. That's just... It's fantastic. I mean, he is a walking first down, 9.1 yards. He's effective. And you're going to tell me that somebody on the Bears roster, I, I just, Mooney, Mooney's good. We'll see how he's, how good he is without, you know, Mooney, Alan I'm Robinson. 100% taking over Alan Lazard. If you gave me like here are two plates, pick one. I'm yeah. taking Darnell Mooney. Anyone else on that list, I don't know that I'm taking right now. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm, Mooney is third year. He's 24. Yeah, he's good. But Velas Jones was the last guy we wanted. You know, he's the last guy that that we thought maybe if he falls to us, we could use it for special teams. But Velas Jones at 25 years old as a rookie. As wide receiver three. Yeah, yeah, not going to happen. And then wide receiver four is a guy that wasn't wide receiver four on the team that you think you have better wide receivers than. Mm-hmm. I don't understand it. Is probably not wide receiver four in our wide receiver room right now. Yeah. Yeah. Chris Blair, he's gone. We got Randall Cobb, Danny Davis. I don't know if Danny Davis is going to make this team. But Romeo, I don't know either. But Romeo Romeo Dobbs right now. Let's talk about him for a second. Uh, if you caught any drift over the OTAs on Romeo Dobbs, what are you feeling about that guy? Um, I, I need – I want to see it. I don't – like I love hearing good things from coaches because when they say good, that they're ones watching it. I just want to see, like, I just try not to get too caught up on positive or negative comments about a player during OTAs when they haven't played football yet. Yeah. Because I don't know if anyone remembers last off or his rookie off season. Yeah. Was that last? I can't even get my ears straight anymore. COVID's <laughs> fucked my whole brain up. I know. <laughs> um, Jamar Chase, people were dropping him off of their fantasy team by the time that the first week started. Mm-hmm. And you could have picked up Jamar Chase on so many mm-hmm. waiver line wires. In our, in our league, for sure. He was available. Because I I dropped him and then picked him up after the season started because I realized, oh, he doesn't have a drop problem. He literally just had like an issue in off season because he's probably terrified and putting too much pressure on himself because he was such a high pick. Mm -hmm. And then 
he goes off and has one of the most incredible fucking seasons we've ever seen. But like like a Justin Jefferson style, like every time this guy touches the football, it's a huge play. So I don't, and and we've seen the opposite where you hear only good things all of off season. And then you never hear the guy's name on the yeah. field. Yeah. And you're like, well, I thought you guys loved him. Yeah. So I try not to get too caught up in it, but when they're saying good things, I listen yeah. and I'm like, okay, now I'm excited to watch you play in the preseason. I'm like, that's the, that's what gets me into the preseason is the coaches saying these guys that are going to get playing time in the preseason look pretty sweet right now. Come watch them. Yeah. See for yourself, and I'm gonna do it. Yeah, 100. And you you think about a headline of Dobbs making great plays is based on a Kurt Bankert back shoulder pass against a oh, number three cornerback. You know, it's just uh, we got to pump the brakes on that. The same goes for the Christian Watson already. You know, I mean, highlighting that he's been dropping passes uncovered, making mountains out of molehills, man. Uh, you know, on OTAs, Jamar Chase. That's what I keep saying to everyone that brings up Christian Watson's drop issues in offseason. Yeah, yeah, so did Jamar Chase. Yeah. Yeah. Like right. bad. Like it was like people were like terrified. <laughs> I remember that whole ordeal. People were freaking out over Jamar Chase being unable to catch a football. Mm-hmm. I remember looking at him on the waiver wire and going, should I, should I pick him up right now? He's on the Bengals, though. I don't know how good the Bengals are going to be. Eh. And he's got drop problems. <laughs> So he's trying, he's having drop problems and he's got to beat out T Higgins. Yeah. And like, look at that wide receiver room. He's got to beat out that wide receiver room and he's having drop issues this early. No uh, I rookies can't have him do, on my team. No rookies do good their first year. I mean, they got to learn the offense, man. They got to build yeah. chemistry, all that kind of stuff, right? I think no. I got him back like week three still. <laughs> And I was like, oh, <laughs> dodged a the, bullet there. What's I would have the been the biggest idiot league? on the planet if I would have just <laughs> dropped Jamar Chase and not got him back. Uh, totally. This whole OTA thing is just getting blown up and blown overboard. And I loved how uh, just during the match, you know, again, the match was I'm, I'm getting a little more into golf uh, than I thought I would in my life. I'll tell you that much. And I uh, just went golfing on Sunday. Had a hell of a welcome. Uh, it's so fun. I, I mean, I, I damn near slam dunked it from the from the trap on one. It was just uh, my short game was just unbelievable. How much fun is it when you're playing well? Well, what, when all of a sudden, however it is, Sean, like you 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 line yourself up from one day because I don't go daily or weekly or anything. Yeah, it's no. Like, What's every couple of months? Like I might find myself on a golf course now because we live by one. The way that I was lining up to the putts. It's almost like I could see the line in the grass. And I was just hitting the ball, and it was going, like, right the way, like, this imaginary line I saw in the grass was – it was crazy. Yeah, the I cup was, starts feeling like it's ginormous. I was getting close, and, and, and I got cocky once, and I was holding the, the putter like a dipshit, and, and it went way right. And I'm like, well, don't do that again. Stick back your fundamentals. <laughs> okay. and, I, and I got right back on it. It was Stick uh, to the same rhythm. Such a damn fun sport. Man. It's crazy. I like that's all I try to like tell people that say that like they're like, why is golf doesn't seem like it's that fun at all? And I'm like, you'll never know until you feel that like one round. Yeah. Everyone's got that plays golf has that one round, no matter what your handicap is or but that one round that you're just like that feeling. I'm yeah. chasing that every fucking time. And for me, it was the first time I shot under par at my home course here that I mean, it's a tough course but i'm not 
I was never, I mean, I was, I was all right for a few years there, <laughs> um, but I shot under par for the first time. And I remember just like the feeling of like, just like being on 18 and having to like lay down because I was freaking out. Cause I'm like, I'm 200 par right now. And I'm playing a par five that wraps around water and the water is from the tee to the green, like three feet off the fucking fairway. Like you miss left at all and you're fucked. And I'm like, I fucked this hole up so many times. And now I have to do it freaking out mm -hmm. and just hitting the drive in the fairway and that just evaporating out of my body into calmness. Like, okay, we're good. Yeah. Yeah. We're good. Yeah, it, it's fun. It literally takes one good hit on a hole for me to say, I'm good on this nine holes, you know? And I mean, yep. I have... I've been getting pretty consistent on my drives. Um, you know, that seven iron is just not what it used to be when I was younger. So I got, I got to work on that. But man, if I'm inside a hundred yards right now, it's just, it's feeling like I don't even have to think twice about it. And I'm just whacking it, not overthinking it and staying consistent. So, I mean, shot a 41 on Sundays. Nice. Soaked, and the best thing about golf is it feels like there's no peak. Mm-hmm. You always yeah. feel like you can play, but you walk off a course and you're always in your head like, well, I could have had this shot back and done this differently and done this differently. And you always feel like you can get better. And you always like it, that makes it just more motivation to get out there and play. Cause you're like, I can do better than that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, cause like basketball and baseball, softball, all that stuff. It's got a peak. Like you got like your body only lets you do so much yeah. at a certain point. Yeah. So like golf is just like, I can always just know I'm striving for something. Yeah. Gosh, it's funny because now I'm thinking about it when the first hole I, I, I threw out my fucking back. It's like, cause you, you tee off and you got the, like the restaurants behind you and there's like, there's two people there they, and they're not paying attention to you whatsoever. But in my head, I'm like, everyone's watching yeah, the whole goddamn gallery is full and I better not screw this one up. And, um, and I swung and my left side tweaked and it hurt my, my, my right neck. So like in the whole thing, something happened where I was like on the first hole, I was like, Oh my God. Cause I tried to kill the ball. And when I hit it, sliced her a little to the right. Oh. Guess what happened? I hit the I hit the cart path. Got about another sixty yards out of that son bitch. Just nice. rolled her right down there like nice. Uh, but yeah, and and after that, I was I was just walking up to the balls, and uh, because I, I didn't have that real tight grip and like tense up. Like I got I got hit at hundred fifty yards. I was just going up there and just hitting it, and the ball like I don't know. It was almost like forty percent of the time I, I I didn't even feel the ball hit the club. I was like, this is oh. crazy right here. This is feeling great. So that's funny that you say that. Cause like I had a thing for a while at the course that I grew up working at and playing all the time just over in Chaska. Um, oh yeah. And for five years in a row at the club championship, I was known for a very specific thing. Now, before I get into it, I want to say it is not a private golf course. I did not grow up privileged, rich yeah. kid. It was a public yeah. golf course. It's just called the club championship. Uh -huh. I think it's actually called the city championship, but it makes more sense to call it the club championship than people know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, but for five years in a row on the first tee, most of those years, both days of the tournament, but for five years in a row, I topped the first tee shot 
on hole one in front of all of the people that I, that work there that come to just like say hi to me when I tee off. Cause they know me, uh, all the pro shop guys start walking up there and watching because they just can't get enough of it. They know I'm going to do it. And so for, yeah. So for five years in a row, almost every time it was on the, like both days, I would do that. Even when I was a four handicap and hit a driver better than anyone that I played with usually. Mm-hmm. Like I obviously wasn't the best in the world, but I was like very consistent with hitting drivers in the middle of the fairway and yeah. pretty long. Yeah. Um, I would top it because I just couldn't get it out of my head. And then the sixth <laughs> year I had everyone coming up and I looked at the head pro and I said, I'm not topping it this year. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, I hit it probably 280 over a dude mowing his lawn's head out of bounds so far in his yard and he my head pro starts laughing and i just turned around and i said didn't top it <laughs> didn't do it hex is broke terrible fucking shot but i didn't top it now nah, can you put the sage out please <laughs> <laughs> what what do you think about this whole charade though of the match four of the nfc you know afc championship quarterbacks playing golf while otas are going on uh, i mean allen's jab at rogers was one of the funniest things um then it morph- morphed into something completely different right like all also like tom brady's jab at Josh Allen when he had the Lombardi trophy on his on the golf ball and he said, You think Josh knows what this is? <laughs> I mean, at this point in the show, the only question I have for you is what is stopping you from going out to Tulip Tree Garden CO.com and checking out what kind of deals they have on their C B D products, their C B N products. Hey, do you know what C B N is? That's really a, a fantastic nighttime cannabinoid that will help you relax. You can get at TulipTreeGardenCO.com, and if you use promo code ACME10, you'll get 10% off that first order. So you might as well go shop it out, get some Delta 8, it's a 5,000 milligram. Take care of yourself. TulipTreeGardenCO.com. For us, like, do you remember at all growing up watching, you know, it was like the wild world of sports, but it was when you had all of the, you know, athletes from all, you know, Football players, basketball players, baseball players. You know, what was it? What was it? Uh, something of the stars, whatever it was. And they'd all play some kind of like obstacle course and something like that. You yep. know, I, I used to love that stuff. And um, and that's what I, I feel like this is just the next evolution of that. And people go crazy about this happening during OTAs. Oh, my gosh. People, people go crazy over anything. <laughs> people go crazy over literally everything. Um, but... I really, really like the idea of it. I will say I did not watch the entirety of this one. I was less interested in this one than all of the others. And I think what it comes down to is it needs the pro golfers. Mm -hmm. It needs a pro golfer because I still want to watch. I'm not watching golf to watch guys that I can go keep up with on a golf course. I'm watching golf to watch guys that are mind-blowingly leagues ahead of anything I could imagine doing on a golf course. Mm-hmm. So I still need that with the fun banter. Like I wish they mic'd up PGA tour more often. Cause I think that would be hilarious, <laughs> but I, and I like the idea of like getting these pros in a casual setting 
to play golf casually, mm-hmm. shoot the shit, not yeah. as serious. Like I loved that with, yeah. so I think I just don't like it as like, I don't need to watch a bunch of amateurs golf, no matter mm-hmm. who it is. I get yeah. this banter on Twitter and on you guys like Pat McAfee show and stuff. So I don't, I see your personalities off the field. So I don't yeah. need that either. Like yeah. I like the intermingling of those guys and the pro golfers. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a great perspective. Great argument on that. I, I love to see just what kids see. I, it was cheesy as hell. I mean, let's be honest. Like when JJ Watt was asking questions, I mean, there was some corny shit going on during it. But it was fun from the uh, overall spectacle. I yeah. just I started to fall down the whole OTA, you know, listening to you know some other podcasts and, and reading things and how other people were digesting, you know, what Aaron Rodgers was doing not being in OTAs. And I just there's no way I can justify any feeling of him being selfish, you know, because the two big- years in a row he didn't go to OTAs and won MVP. I mean, but then the comment comes out that just at the end of the match, it stirred up the whole shit. And it was uh, Aaron Rodgers asked about, you know, retirement. And he says, I think about retirement all the time. You know, when yeah, you me com- too. When you commit, you're 100 percent. But the older you get, the interests change and the grind, I think, wears on you a little more. The football part is the easy part. That's the joy. It's the other stuff that wears on you that makes you think about life after football. Tommy, obviously addressing Tom Brady, obviously set the bar so high with playing so many years, but I can definitely see the end coming. So then that blew up the whole, you know, treasure chest now again of we just signed him for $200 million and he's only going to play a year. He's already thinking about leaving and, you know, are we going to get one year? It's just like it's it's an exhausting gerbil wheel we're in on this whole situation. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I'm sick of hearing about it. Like, here's the deal, guys. I don't know if anyone out there is of the understanding of age versus football age or what age Aaron Rodgers is, but newsflash, he's not 25 anymore. (laughs) Um, I'm 31. I don't get to retire till I'm about 98. And that's if they keep social security around and I'm thinking about retirement, (laughs) like get over it. If you don't know, like we've known for the last two years that he's thinking about all that shit. He keeps saying it. He keeps telling people Mm -hmm. and they keep being surprised every time. Like, Oh my God, this is it. No, it doesn't mean shit. Yeah. It means that he's getting old and he's starting to hurt a little more because that's what happens when you get old and he's starting to think, man, it'd be fun to not hurt like this all the time. Yeah. And, the and right now thing, in, in June, I, I would like to go golfing right now instead yeah. of throw balls in the air to people that go are do the you know, running three shit. quarters. Let's go do the same shit I've done at the beginning of the year, every year for like 14, 15 years. Yeah. When... I've proven that I don't need that because I haven't gone to OTAs for two years in a row now. And I have won the MVP two years in a row now. Like I get, Oh, new guys. He's got to learn. Shut up. Yeah. He's going to be just fine. He always is. I just, I, for this year, the money that he's, he's getting as well as the money next year. I, I, I can't see him not coming back. I could if they win a Super Bowl. 
I, I couldn't see it. I couldn't see it because we would be, man, we would be hurting on that dead cap. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's I not, it's 99 million in dead cap money next year. Now, I, I mean, he, he wouldn't be getting the $60 million, but, you know, whatever the math goes down when that crunches onto the salary cap, and we got a, uh, a new guy I just made contact with today. Uh, his name is Wendell, and he is uh, from Brazil, but he has got some great insight into the salary cap and everything else. We're going to break some of that down at, at some point in the future here. But $59 million is what he's going to get next year. Can you imagine walking away from $60 million? And if you walk away knowing that you're going to strap your team for a $99 million cap hit, I don't know. I like, don't know. I I could not imagine doing that. But I also have like $800 in my bank account. <laughs> so I can't really speak on those guys. But I do know that Aaron Rodgers seems to have a bit of an ego. So I could see him wanting to retire on top if he had the opportunity to. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I could see it going both ways, really. Like, I, I could see him retiring at the end of this year and just saying, like, I get it. You guys are going to have a big dead cap hit, but, like, I just – we just won a Super Bowl, so, like, who cares? Yeah. Who cares? Go suck for a year. Yeah. Who cares? You just won a or, Super Bowl. Or, or I could see him being like, we got a great championship a defense right now, and let's, let's keep, keep riding, riding this it. pony. Yeah. Yeah, I could see him doing either of those yeah. things. I hope he cho- chooses the latter. We win like three in a row. We three-peat that. Yeah. I, I guess the roundabout way of me saying I, I can't even get caught up in this drama or the speculation tired of the clickbait is just for the fact of I, I resided myself, you know, back when we were talking during the season. If we can get two years out of him, that'd be great. And yep. the way this contract is, is structured, I can't imagine him not being here for the next two years. And after that, it's fine. I'm I'm fine with that because 2024 and uh, Jordan Love that contract number, whew, those are going to be interesting figures to wrap around. But hmm. Kurt Banker probably won't be that expensive though. He won't. He, he here's the thing about the new NFL, the post COVID NFL. This whole practice squad has changed the whole game. Yeah, like. Uh, just going through this and, you know, the spreadsheet of players and the color coordinations, you know, I got on them and who's this. And it's fun to keep track of that right now. Yeah. But what it was when Eric and I would send the spreadsheet back and forth, you know, who we thought were going to get, you know, on the roster, on the, on the, on the main fucking roster with some tough cuts on there. And like this year, it just seems like, man, you can almost see everybody that's going to, slide into the, you know, through waivers, jump into the practice squad and be able to come up for three games each. Yeah. That's crazy. That's nice. That's nice to have. Hmm. Hmm. Protect a couple more players than you normally would be able to. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I mean, I know it's not full protection on the practice squad, but. Yeah, but, you know, for, for a guy it like feels Kurt a little Banker, protected. for a guy like Kurt Banker, you wouldn't be in the NFL after cutdowns, right? Yeah. You'd be waiting for somebody to come on and, and hopefully get a, a practice squad. But right now it's like, no, you're the number three and you're definitely on the practice squad. You know? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I, I love the way it's working out for us. It's 
it's not hurting us. That's for sure. Yeah. Hey, um, another question for you. Another salary cap related question, but did you know all the stress and anxiety that was put on Packers nation when we were, how are we going to spread and pay all these people and everything else? Well, right now the Packers are sitting third with the most cap space, 17 million. It's, you know, it's incredible what we continue to do by restructuring contracts. And it's almost like, it's almost as if there's a plan. <laughs> it's almost like the people that get paid to do that job have some tiny inkling of an idea what they're doing. It's crazy, right? I know. It's like Russ Ball draws a check and he actually does work, man. It's not people. God, he's a magician, though. Oh. Like he legitimately is a magician. And I will never understand the salary cap and I will never try to fully understand the salary cap. Mm -hmm. But anytime I will just answer with anytime anyone's like, how do they plan on doing this, this, and this? My answer is just always going to be Russ Ball, man. Mm -hmm. Russ Ball. Russ Ball knows what he's doing. Well, the, the point of pushing money down into future years is something that when, when, uh, you know, when, when, Big Daddy Boom Boom and I have had this conversation and the stress about it has it's as the cap rises and these things shuffle out and things get pushed out further as they decline in their dead caps that that go against us. It just seems like there is a plan that you guys don't know about and you're freaking out about something right now that we just we really need to trust it because look at what we have for the next two, three years. It's magic, man. This yeah. roster's magic. So, And everyone acts like when we push back a contract that the purpose to push back the contract is to deal with it later. And like they're saying it in like this negative sense of like, well, we're just going to like cut guys when we got to cut guys. And that's not the case. A lot mm -hmm. of these pushback roster contracts come from guys that they want to keep on their team on the team yeah. you're getting to a po point where you have to work around the salary cap and you are not coming to a deal yet so you say here's what we're going to do we're going to this is the contract you're going to get paid what you want to get paid right now it's going to look like you're going to get paid this but you're not this gives us another year to talk and come to a deal that works for both parties and then if not at that point, then we part ways. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's just an extended time to deal with contracts that they are having a hard time dealing with. And also because they don't know how much the salary cap is going to be in the next season. Like they're like, well, maybe we can pay you more if you hang around for one more year and we can talk it out because maybe we'll have more room to pay you more especially with the big TV ad boom that's going mm -hmm. to be coming and the mm -hmm. salary cap that everyone seems to forget conveniently yeah. every time this narrative comes up that yeah. we're screwed in two, two, three years. Yeah. Yeah. 2025 is when everything kicks in place. Right. And right. Amazon comes on uh, in three year. years yeah. when all of our salary cap has been pushed back. Mm -hmm. It's almost like a plan. <laughs> Well, I think the plan needs to include Adrian Amos sooner rather than later. 
Pro Football Focus has his coverage grade since 2018 as the first. Ranked first. That's PFF. That's Pro Football Focus for those listening. That is the top of the line stats reference site out and there. And if anyone listening wants to know what first means, it means best. <laughs> the number in the one. league. Gosh. That's the number one safety in the league on the same team as the number one cornerback in the league on the same team as the number one quarterback in the league as in the same team as the number one left tackle in the league on the same team as one of the best defensive tackles in the league One of the fastest rising defensive ends in Rashawn Gary. We're so fucked, guys. We're going to be terrible. Eight and nine, just like David Carr said. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just think that the cap is amazing that we have this money. I think Adrian Amos is that guy that right now, man, I love how the secondary has been renamed the primary for the Packers. I love it. They call themselves the primary. They're oh. so dope. That's a T-shirt written all over that one, man. That does. God damn. And they're not wrong. No. But, I mean, you look at the top three cornerbacks that we got in, in, in Amos and Savage. Uh, I just think a- Amos is is proven statistically, you know, not last year, the year before. He was uh, the defensive MVP uh, for, for, for me on the team. And that was a, a great time talking about him because he was all over the place. And he didn't take a step back last year. It just wasn't as flashy. I, I I love him. Love the guy. He that's is because no... Rasul Douglas was too busy being flashy. I know. That's what it was. He took the shine. He took the shine. Yeah. And then you got to Darnell Savage, who's still pretty young. And uh, like, I just have, we've seen flashes of greatness from this kid. Mm-hmm. And if he can just put it all together, stay healthy and be on the field with Adrian Amos mm-hmm. with, Eric Stokes, Rasul Douglas, and Jair Alexander. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's going to be so many stories coming out about Eric Stokes once they see how he deals with the increased target load with Jair on the other side. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's, there's, I can't wait for the articles to come out because the guy's going to. I cannot wait to see what a guy that played like a really solid CB1 gets to do against wide receiver twos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he's oh, gonna get he's, he's gonna get the ball. He's gonna to get him. to play against Velas Jones Jr. Whatever his <laughs> name is. Well, I you know he learned a lesson last year from DeAndre Hopkins. You know that he will never forget. You know, I mean yeah. that was oh, oh, the only opportunity to get that is if somebody's injured and you're thrown right into the number one slot, which he was, and he will never make that mistake again. You know, I yep. mean, it's, uh, it's incredible that's... how he looked after that game was over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every game after that was just. And like I got, we've talked about. I talk about it all the time. Every time I bring it up, because people always bring up box score numbers, and they're like, "Well, look at Justin Jefferson's yards against Eric Stokes, and look at this guy's yards against Eric Stokes, and look at this guy's yards against Eric Stokes." And I'm like, "Yeah, on like two catches, and go back and watch those catches, mm-hmm. because Eric Stokes is in a perfect defensive yep. position, and he just can't find the ball. Mm-hmm. If he starts finding the ball." those numbers are going to drop dramatically mm-hmm. and we are going to have the best cornerback duo in football. Mm-hmm. And it's not even going to be close. <laughs> not even close. Dude. 
There's no argument for any other team if Eric Stokes play, plays better than he did last year and then gets to do it against worse wide receivers than what he did it against. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, it, it's a Super Bowl or bust, buddy. Super Bowl. It really bust. is. It feels like it. I know I keep saying it every year, but every year it keeps feeling like they just are like closer. Mm-hmm. And it's but, weird. But with this defense, we we looked at it the other day. We looked at the past drafts and the championship defenses, and you know, and Peter Jones and I talked about it. Like, there's so much talent on this team that when you can put guys like Chris Barnes as the Guy, we were like, he's our number one inside linebacker. This guy is going to be awesome. Is now your number three. Yeah. You know? He's yeah. going to be, he'll, he'll be starting the season, but literally, Quay Walker, and I don't know how they're going to use Quay Walker, but that speed and his size at 6'4, and we're talking about, you know, I really Randy, hope Randy we get to Ramsey, see some like four him. linebacker sets. Oh, geez. I mean, the, the, the rushing abilities out of there are just, they, they get me so excited. And it makes me feel like, Defense winning those kind of championships, making Aaron Rodgers' life easier with that offensive line being able to really hand off the ball and maybe just, you know, these quick, easy dumps. I could easily see this would be crazy, and I want to see some of it this year. I could easily see the Packers imploring more five guys on the line, two inside linebackers mm-hmm. in back, mm-hmm. and – like, look at this, the guys we got to do that with. Yeah. Like, we have three defensive linemen that I would mm-hmm. be cool with, and then having Rashawn Gary and Preston Smith on the edges up on the line. <laughs> and then you – you, because you can trust that you have two really solid inside linebackers uh, no. right behind them, that uh, no, if it is a quick pass play, you got two coverage linebackers right out there. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. stop it. Yeah, stop it. I mean, this is just this is what we're going. It it's so here. When I look back at the ninety six ninety seven Super Bowl, I was too young to really appreciate it. You know, I was too caught up in how why the hell did they put purple in the whole decor of all the colors and all the all the Super Bowl shirts and hats have Green Bay, but then there's this purple line, and I just thought it was all kind of corny. I love the Super Bowl and everything else. It's just this one right now, I've, I've had so many years that I've spent emotionally. I'm ready for that bubble to burst, man. I'm ready for the bubble to just, gosh. It's getting to the point where we're slowly forgetting what that feeling is like. Mm-hmm. to watch them hoist it yeah and so i'm ready for it again yeah because skip bayless is just gonna you know i don't need any more fuel for his fires of you know aaron Rodgers collapsing and not being able to get to the whole the championship the game whole, like brutal back that like so much of the yeah, nfl world there. fans and commentators alike mm-hmm. have the packers living rent free in their heads <laughs> and i just want them all to shut up i win a super bowl so all of those human beings uh, shut up yes yes convincingly against you know give me josh allen give me the give bills, me the bills packers. and beat them by 30 yes yes oh. josh allen gets six points for his team <laughs> two field goals uh 100%. All right buddy, let's wrap this puppy up. Uh again, everybody thanks out there for listening to us iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast. Make sure you're following myself and uh ARD on Twitter at 
A-R doppelganger at Acme underscore Army. Make sure you guys are going out uh, again in the bio, uh, in the notes of this episode. You'll have the link to the Nebel's uh, donation and uh, fund for him and his family. And uh, make sure you guys, if you got, you know, any money, five bucks works, you know, just uh, put it on the card and ship it over. That's, that money adds up and it's going to make a big impact, especially for a, a guy that is as young with uh, with kids and uh, had a whole life ahead of him. So let's help. And him I out. promise you, he would he would do done the same for all of you. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. You guys think about that for a minute. Because um, that's that's the kind of guy he was. So make sure you go out, click on donate. Make sure you listen to us, share, like, and give us that five star rating, man. ARD is joining the show on Thursday nights right now. Stuff's going to get fire. I'm telling it's you, it's a party. It's going to get crazy. We got some good guests lined up here as well. Uh, appreciate you guys listening. And uh, with that, why don't you take us out, buddy? For the first time as co host of Acme Army, I would love to say goodbye to the Acme Army out there joining us. Can't wait to talk to you guys again next week and the week after that and the week after that and we start to build this thing and get fun guests and get some merch out and (laughs) i just can't wait thank you for having me and uh, this is about to be a really fun trip go back up Sure got a spring hold on me.